95.7 Ben FM presents Her Story with Kathy Romano. Good morning and welcome to Her Story. I'm your host, Kathy Romano. Today's guest was the health and medical reporter for 6ABC for over a decade. For 13 years, Allie Gorman reported on everything health-related, most recently doing a nightly COVID segment with Jim Gardner. After becoming a foster parent and adopting her now two-and-a-half-year-old son, she is currently pursuing a new path that allows for a more flexible schedule. Allie can now be seen as a guest host on QVC and continues to work on a new startup app. She's joining me today to share her story. Allie, thanks for coming on. Hi, Kathy. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So you're from the area, right? I grew up in Voorhees, New Jersey. And you worked at 6ABC for 13 years as the health and medical reporter. But before that, you moved around a bit. Talk a little bit about your career path and then what eventually led you back to Philadelphia. I did. This is the longest that I have been anywhere. I was all over the place for a little while. So I went to undergrad at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., and I did an ROTC scholarship. So as soon as I graduated, I was commissioned into the Navy, and I was a nurse corps officer. That took me to right outside of Chicago. So I was at Great Lakes Naval Training Center. I was a Navy nurse for four years. Then I moved to New York City for about a year. At the time, I was getting ready to go to grad school for broadcast journalism, So I went back to Chicago for that, then did a small internship in Washington, D.C., then got my first on-air job in Lansing, Michigan, was there for about a year and a half, then moved to Jacksonville, Florida, was there for about two, maybe two and a half years, and then I came back and I got the job in Philadelphia. How was that? I mean, coming back to Philadelphia and especially ABC. Oh, my goodness. It was, I mean, at the time, this was my dream job. And I will tell you, you know, when you talk about, like, putting out an intention or a goal, when I was graduating from Medill, um, from grad school for broadcast journalism, all of our teachers, you know, the last week of school, they went around the broadcast crew and they're like, okay, where do you want to be in five (laughs) years? And I said, I want to be a health reporter at one of the top stations in Philadelphia, and I was able to do it. And Action News is the station that I grew up watching. So when I got the call to come and interview and audition, yes, I mean, one, I was just so excited, but they also, they had me audition with Jim Gardner, and I remember <laughs> sitting on the desk, and I was so nervous. I think that you could actually hear my heartbeat oh. through the microphone. I have to say, Jim was so wonderful. I was more of a kind of field reporter at the time. I was super green. I was not used to being in the studio reading off of a teleprompter. Jim was so great because I asked him, you know, in between, I was like, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm like, any tips? And he's like, you're talking way too fast. He was like, just, you know, just kind of slow down. And then he knew that it was the teleprompter that was kind of um, messing me up a bit. And so he just went off a prompter and then just started asking me basic health questions, just talking about blood pressure and heart disease. So we just went off a prompter so that I could just talk like a regular human, like, you know, what I would do as a nurse. And honestly, I credit him because I really think that that's what helped me get the job. Wow. I've had the chance to meet him a couple of times. We've had him on the show before, and he just seems like such a great guy. He brings out the best in people, I think. And you were able to work side by side with him throughout your career, but most recently you were doing nightly COVID reports with him. Yeah, when the pandemic first kind of started to unravel. So first I was just doing stuff for the six o'clock and then 
When it really hit the height, Jim had an idea that was, let's just do two questions that is what's on everybody's mind that day. What's the latest research? What are people asking about? And we didn't do it the entire time, but we did it kind of during the height of the pandemic when everybody was at home and everybody was just kind of hungry for more information. And it was great because it really was just, you know, what people need to know. And a lot of it was like, hey, here's what the research is saying. Here's what scientists are saying. We just still need to figure out. But it was, you know, as awful as the pandemic is, it was interesting work to do. So besides the pandemic, what are some of the most memorable reports you did on 6ABC? You know, most of them have to do just with people's stories, doing stuff about, you know, ordinary people accomplishing incredible, extraordinary things. One story that always stands out to me is this young, he was a high schooler, he was battling cancer and had been battling it for years. And it had come to the point where the doctors had said, there's nothing more that we can do. This boy, he was such an old soul, and he had like this bucket list of things that he was going to do. And he was able to make his way through the bucket list. And it still like, this brings me chills because on his bucket list was go to prom, get a first kiss, you know, ask a girl out. Just stuff that you really take for granted as a child. And I saw him. He, he wanted to graduate and he did. He Aww. got up from his wheelchair and he walked across the stage. And it was it's still just kind of it sat with me because he was really a remarkable person that uh, really impacted his, his whole high school, really. So how did you come to the decision that it was time to leave your duties at ABC? It was tough. And there were several things. There are several factors, I will say. I mean, obviously, you can tell just from talking to me. I'm so proud to have worked at 6ABC. It really was my dream job. Um, when I started, there were several things going on. Um, for one, I'd been there for 13 years, so I wasn't really getting new opportunities. I was starting to feel kind of stagnant well before the pandemic. I will say when the pandemic hit, again, as awful as it is, it was interesting work. So it gave me kind of a little bit more uh, motivation and something new. At the same time, two years in, I was doing two, three, sometimes four reports a day, and I have a small child at home. So like many full-time working mothers, I started to feel overwhelmed and kind of stretched too thin. So obviously, I mean, you know, you're a mom, your child comes first. So when I couldn't reduce my hours at the station, I just decided that it was time to make a change. So it took a little bit of a leap of faith, but it was the right decision for me, for my son, for my family. I just felt um, now it's given me time to focus more on him and do some fun freelance work and then also pursue new ventures that I've been working on for a while. But when I was working full time, it was, you know, only working on them really early in the morning or late at night. So it's just kind of given me more flexibility, more balance, I should say, in my life. So you mentioned your son. Two years ago, you became a foster parent. Tell me about this. Yeah, it's the most amazing thing I've ever done. I can say I've always wanted, I always knew I was going to, going to foster. I don't know why. I just kind of always had that sense that it was something I was going to do. I will be honest in saying I did think that I would be, you know, married, living in the suburbs with a white picket fence and, right. you know, already have children <laughs> And have it kind of set up like that. But that, that's not where my life was going. So I didn't want to wait any longer. So I decided to sign up for the training to become a foster parent. And I'm sure that you have heard this. I know, I, I do want to say this because so many people ask, like, 
oh, my goodness, how can you sign up to become a foster parent knowing that you might fall in love with this child and then give them back to their birth parent? Right. And I get it. That is a fear. And the goal of foster is reunification. In the same sense, I had this kind of this inner conversation and I looked at the statistics, how many kids need good, safe, loving homes, and also just how one person, you know, unconditionally loving a child can make such a huge impact. So I decided then and there, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to let that fear stand in the way of giving a child a safe and loving home. Yeah. And you know what? Tell me if you agree with me on this. I don't think as wonderful as foster parenting is, I don't think it's for everyone. So I think you really need to do your research and know what goes into being a foster parent. Everybody's going to get attached to the child that comes into their home, but there is a chance that they're leaving. And if you might not be able to handle that, then it's not for you. You are 100% right. I agree. And I tell people like, you have to be okay with that. And I would tell myself, I would pray, I would just say, I just want what is ever best for this child. Whatever is supposed to happen, what is going to be best for him, let that happen. But you're right, it's not for everyone. And you have since adopted your son. So your situation ended in adoption, which is absolutely wonderful. I did, yes. It was, I was able to adopt him shortly after his second birthday. And it was amazing. He was part of our family from day one. My friends, my family opened him with, you know, welcoming arms. You know this, as a foster parent was kind of crazy is most people have nine months to prepare for a child. I had like three hours. And I'm not even exaggerating. I had three hours where I got the phone call, ran to Target, because you don't know what, what age the child's going to be. So I ran to Target grabbing all this stuff. And thankfully, I have so many friends and family that just kind of jumped into action, you know, bringing over extra toys and clothes and everything. And it's been a wild ride. I say that he is definitely, you know, the biggest blessing that has ever come into my life. And would you also agree with me that when you're in a foster parent situation, the easiest part was the child? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing where you always just kind of bring yourself back to what is best for this child and how can I help this child? This is your first son, correct? Yes. And you are a single mom. Yeah. I would imagine that your decision to leave 6ABC, maybe being a single mom had something to do with it, you know, because you need more time. I mean, you're doing it by yourself. It was difficult. As much as I love 6ABC, I love this station, I love health reporting, but I started to feel so overwhelmed in the morning, you know, with, with a little one. You can't have them hurry. You can't tell them to hurry. Like There's no rushing. Um, they don't know how to do that. No you know, like I, I kind of say, all right, like I could some mornings I just give up, like, okay, you're the boss. You know, he's two and a half, though. So it just became very difficult where I was trying to juggle a lot of different things and get him out of the house and, and get to daycare. And, you know, I had to have a babysitter help. I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to make sure that I put him first and was able to manage my schedule better so that I was here more for him. It started to break my heart because I would. I would come home and a babysitter had picked him up. And by the time I got home, it was time for bath and books and then bedtime. And so I just I started to feel like I was kind of missing out. No, I, I understand what you're saying. You, you know what you need if you ever do want to go back to work? You need, you need to work the morning shift because I would get home at one o'clock and it was great. We had like the whole afternoon. 
That's exactly, exactly. I mean, my shift before I had children was the best. It's nine, you know, it's pretty much nine to six, Monday through Friday. When you don't have children, that's great. When you do, it's a little bit more of a struggle. Yeah, of course. So tell me, your son is two and a half. What is he into? Uh, What is he not into, (laughs) Kathy? That's the question. (laughs) No, he's so fun. He just, he, I mean, everybody says he has a lot of energy. So he likes anything that has to do with running, jumping, climbing, splashing. I have toys and trucks and stuff all over my house. Now I have my basement set up with a bounce house and a trampoline. He's full of energy. He is the sweetest little boy, loves giving hugs and waving. And it's it's just amazing. I love the hashtag boy mom on social media because some of the pictures are so funny and it's so true. I mean, with a boy, you're never going to sit down. I haven't sat down in 10 years. Sometimes people come into the house and I feel, and then that's what it hits me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's stuff all over. (laughs) But I'm so used to just kind of like picking things up at nighttime and just kind of moving them into the corner that it doesn't even faze me that they're all out by the end of the night until people come over. I'm like, oh, this probably isn't normal to have all these toys everywhere. Everywhere. I remember going to my friend's house who had two little girls and they were sitting at their little table in the kitchen having a tea party. And I was like, they're, they're quiet and they're having a tea party. And this is so nice. Like you can have a mom can have a glass of wine. And meanwhile, my maniac was like running laps and same thing with like the trucks and trying to get on and ride whatever he could. I mean, listen, I know all kids are a lot. I just think with the boys, you don't get to sit down much. Yeah, I reached out to Jamie Apodi a lot because her posts are so funny. She has three boys and, you know, I'll just kind of text her every once in a while and be like, oh, my goodness, I can't imagine with three. Some of the things he does just makes me laugh. Yeah. So Jamie actually um, lives near me. She lives in uh, one of my really good friends neighborhoods. So I see her and her boys and the situation of her garage, which is like every toy you could possibly think of scooters, bikes, everything sports. (laughs) It's like a boy's dream there. And I have I mean, I have two nieces. I would watch them. I would watch them for a full weekend and and it would be Fine, as you said. Yeah, tea parties and arts and crafts. (laughs) My other sister has three boys, and I used to tell her when they were younger, like, I would say, like, you know what, I can take two or maybe one. I don't know if I can take all three at once. Well, that's great. How are the kids with your son? Oh, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. They're everybody's a little bit older now, so he's kind of like the new baby. But everybody, you know, he was really just kind of part of the family as soon as he arrived, and. The adoption, because it was during the pandemic, it still had to be virtual. So I had, uh, at this point, it was, everybody had been vaccinated. So everybody was at, I was able to have a bunch of people at my apartment. So, you know, my sister, uh, my brother-in-law, my nieces, my nephews, my mom, everybody came over and, you know, we were able to set it up so that it was on the TV. And it was just as much as it was virtual and you feel like, oh, you're not going to have that special feeling. It was. The judge did a really nice job of making it feel special and something different. And we were able to all celebrate together. Oh, that's so nice. So funny. I mean, he was at the point. He was just two. So he's going around high fiving everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So what's new for you then as far as work wise goes? Uh, You said that you're doing some freelancing. I know I've seen you on QVC. Yes, yes. I'm doing some freelancing, just kind of different projects, still trying to keep my hand in health reporting, health communications. Also have time to focus on, I um, 
launched a startup. I started it, I should say, about five years ago. It's a app. It's called True Faves, and it's something I've been working on for about five years. Um, but we finally, about a year ago, we launched a beta test and were able to get some feedback. And then right before I left 6ABC, I had pitched to a different to different accelerator programs, and I was accepted into one. So I'm working with them now um, and it's called true faves it is our tagline is recommendations you really love from people you really know on an app that you can trust and it basically just comes back to the idea that when you need a recommendation whether it's for a fitness program a book a vacation spot you're going to go to the people that you know and trust in real life as opposed to an anonymous review online so it gives people that an easier way to save and share your favorite places, services, and products. I say the easiest way to describe it is the positive side of Yelp shared privately. So is the app available now? Can people download it? The version one is, but we are on a little bit of a hiatus. As soon as we joined with the accelerator, we got an investment. So right now we're taking the feedback from our beta test and adding in features and functions with this investment money, and then we're going to relaunch in probably about two to three months. Okay, but if I downloaded the app now and then when you relaunch, it'll be that same app and it'll just update? Yes. Okay. All right, so people can download it and just wait and for the update. And they can just wait, yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. We do have a website. It's getmyfaves.com. We recently went through a name change. We're now True Faves, but our website is uh, will redirect people onto the new website. Okay, and what are you doing for QVC? I am guest hosting for health and wellness products. It's just kind of as needed. It's fun, though. They reached out to me. They look for some health experts, and they're great because I said, hey, I have to really, really like the product and believe in it. And they said, ah, of course, of course, of course. So they sent me one, and, um, yeah, I mean, I did my research, and I was it's a thermometer, and I was testing it against, you know, (laughs) other thermometers. And I'm like, oh, I could totally get behind this. So it's fun. It's a very welcoming crew, I will say that. And it's just from home, and I set up, and the host will kind of just ask me questions about, really, they're kind of health questions about, you know, why you need a thermometer at home, you know, how this one works, and, you know, how to use it, and who it's best for, and that type of stuff. Great. So I ask this to all my guests. So before you go, if you could answer just one last question, if you could give our listeners one bit of advice, it could be about anything, what would you say? I would just say if there is something, I'll go, I'll go back to my app because, yes, I started this five years ago, and I will say some people thought I was crazy. But if something is burning a hole in your brain and it keeps coming up and you really feel optimistic about bringing it to life and it's something that kind of grabs hold, then I say pursue it. And whether it's, you know, a startup or a job. I mean, even with 6ABC, I said five years before I got that job, I want to be a health reporter in Philadelphia. So give yourself a goal. If you can see something with clarity, then you have to go after it and work as hard as you can to bring it to fruition. Allie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you, Kathy. To keep up to date on what Allie is doing and to get more information about her new app, you can follow her on social media. She's at Allie Gorman and she's on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn.
Thank you so much for joining me today. If you missed any part of Allie's interview, it will be available as a podcast tomorrow morning. Just go to our website, 957benfm.com. On the left-hand side, you'll see shows, click her story, and all of my podcasts are listed right there. And if you know someone who would be a good fit for her story, we would love to hear about them. You can email me, herstory at 957benfm.com. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Kathy Romano. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This has been Her Story with Kathy Romano. Her Story is produced by WBEN-FM in Philadelphia and airs weekly or on demand on your mobile device. Listen or subscribe at 957benfm.com.